Good afternoon. It's a great day. Today, my son had his first child, beginning of a journey, and it truly is a journey when you have a child. I'll take a moment and just welcome you to my podcast as I understand public education and I can really understand that if you're not in the house, you don't know what's going on. So they have all these resources that are allocated to states to help support them with their neediest of children. Those would be the children who qualify for free and reduced lunch, the children who have disabilities, the children who are neglected and delinquent, all those children, you know, English language learners. I mean, you know, that's what the federal dollars actually pay for. And we all pay federal taxes. And that's how they come up with, you know, how much through the census will they allocate to each state. Now, what confuses me is how certain people want to pretend that illegals will have the ability to vote if they take away certain control measures. Well, I mean, you know, if you're living on this soil and you're working and you're paying Social Security, well, maybe there's just some kind of registration process that you go through that you're acknowledging that you're here. But for citizens who have thumbprints who who are legally born on this earth and this soil, well, I just can't imagine what would prohibit them from sharing their concerns about public services that are aligned to benefit their people within their local community, as I just don't see it. I see a very oppressive system in which so few benefit. But you can benefit. I mean, you know, you could have a skill level like mine, and I leveled up a long time ago, and I just got to tell you, I got skills. But I also have issues. But they're my personal issues, and they're not yours. And therefore, it's irrelevant. As all of my challenges, you know, my journey in life has been great. I raised a gifted, intelligent child, and I raised a child that was non-specific disability. That just means that, you know, whatever. And then I raised one they said was severely mental retarded and communication handicapped. And of course, they changed the diagnosis. At the age of 14, he became autistic, as he was always autistic. And I got to tell you, I started off getting services, language development, and social skills. And I got to tell you, there were white men in there that had, they were getting paid to take care of their own children and getting a disability check for their own children. Now, can you imagine it? They were getting paid from the welfare department, Department of Health and Human Services, because they have certain grants that are eligible for women who have children with disabilities. And that is just real, because then those children also qualify for special education and, you know, I, money services. I mean, I don't think we did without one service. I can tell you there was a value to each service provider that worked with my child. But I got to ask you, what's happening to the folks here? They get on those IEPs. It takes one principal and one teacher to write up. I mean, they don't follow any kind of guidance. I mean, there's just no guidance given. It's amazing. And it's amazing that they continue to get the money without meeting the maintenance of effort. And so, you know, it was my conversation about the maintenance of effort because I was just confused as I read SB 543. And they were told that they did not have a teacher shortage. No, they did not. What they had was an issue 
of willfulness. Meaning that those teachers who were getting paid out of the pot of federal dollars, which is the Title I money or the federal pot of money, to help the children that were neglected and delinquent or whatever, the poor kids, you know, the at-risk youth, well, they could choose wherever the hell they wanted to work, and that's exactly what they did. It amazed me. I was just watching it. And then the board approved. It was amazing that a not-for-profit charter school would get some money for allowing and to accommodate two, one, two children. And I was supposed to be ignorant to that fact that that was for planting or that was a total illegal move and I just need to protect my safety because I couldn't risk making that issue an issue simply because, you know, I ain't trying to go down for that stuff. You know, I like, I like my life. I really do. And it's unfortunate that I was blessed with opportunity because it certainly was a blessing to just have the ability to participate at every level, you know, every level, cabinet level, state level. I've got an autograph from Jack O'Connell when he was not the superintendent, but prior to him getting the placement. I met him when I was a VISTA. And I worked for John Vivian, who was just this awesome, totally awesome white guy. And he taught me how to advocate and how to build capacity within a community and how to plan. And believe me, I don't, you know, I don't mind informing you of my concerns, but once I filed a complaint and you chose to ignore me as if I was so irrelevant, no, boo, you take this federal dollar so you do this federal task. And yes, I understand that as a governor, You can do whatever the hell you want to do with the money, as long as nobody is challenging you. But the minute a child says, I have a right, then you have a responsibility, and the heat is on. As the heat is on, as this $1 billion is coming to Clark County for learning loss. It's called Gear Up and Learning Loss. I bet you, and I heard it, and you heard it too. You can't say you didn't hear it. Because some white folks was deciding that they was going to giddy up Clark County. And Clark County is just too large. Too big. That's right. Well, in their too bigness, understand this. They never had the money to build those schools way out there in the rural areas for the 17 or 14 children. Because that's exactly what they said. They were going to be serving 17 children. And I said, oh, wow. And that was an at-risk, you know, just an at-risk factor. And then, you know, you start listening to the stories of how they live in the wild and, you know, how they have to choose to learn in the manner in which they've chosen because they've chosen to live far out there. But the children whom we pay the money for, I mean, you know, rural schools can generate dollars, but you have to apply for the rural schools grant. I didn't see in a rural school grant, no rural school grant that was awarded to Nevada, I didn't see Nevada's name out there even trying to apply for the money because they don't even try to get the the early head start money. And it's a joke. And I can understand why they didn't get it. Because what they wrote, they said that they had about 500 slots, 500 slots for early pre-K, pre-four, you know, whatever, birth to four years old or up until four years old. And what they were going to do is to anybody who had a million dollars backing, well, hell, they could have some of that. 
They can have a program. But I just want to tell you, for every 100 children that are deemed at risk and neglected and delinquent, so they might generate $1 million just themselves. So let's really understand, when we start understanding the dollars that come to Clark County, we need to understand what the state share is. But we understand that we too pay state taxes. So how do they, you know, I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm still confused as I see Diana Ross is here and come on now, y'all done been on the strip, you know what it's like, crazy. When black people come and perform, it's just the most awesome thing that you would ever see. I mean, they must have used Bill Cosby until they used him all up and then they wanted something from him that he wasn't willing to produce. And then they took him out. I mean, how do you have like 40-something groupies your whole life and them damn 40 all complaining about how you didn't defile them? But you can come and collect $2.3 million and still I'm going to end my ass up in jail. Honey, if I paid 10 cents for some shit, I ain't going to jail for it. That's real. Because my money paid. He paid $2.3 million to that chick. And here we are all weighing in on everybody who had a swipe on the ass. Well, goddamn. It's just, you know, it's what's going on. It's your lifestyle. You know, it's, it's the champagne life. And some of those lifestyles just are the rich and famous and the rich and freaky. And freaky, freaky, freaky. Hey, you see the dude that did Old Town Road and his new shoes? And not only he had not new shoes, he has some new wings. <laughs> and he was all up in some man's leg. And I mean, you know, come on now. We understand the emphasis of all that sucking and sucking. But honey, I don't think I want my children. I mean, you know, the great song he wrote that a child could re- react to that. But it was it was the concept of whatever it was. And, he, and the child starts speaking. And the, and the woman could see that it was a matter of what the offer of education was that you could understand the benefit. And you know, the public education system, I just have to tell you, that it brings it like that to you if you understand that you're in the driver's seat. And failure, well, I'm still sorry to tell you that failure was never an option for me. My children just didn't fail. And my oldest son was failing in English. And I wanna tell you, when he entered into John F. Kennedy High School, which was my alma mater, I mean, I went there and graduated in 1976. And so it was stunning to me to see that the clerk in the attendance office was still there, trying to make sure that black children didn't make it. And she was there to guard over whatever she thought. And, and believe me, at the age of 16, if you didn't look like you was gonna graduate, they could send something to the welfare office and you would get dropped off your parents' grant and then you would have to get kicked out the house and all kind of stuff happens, you know what I'm saying, when they cut you off the cash aid because you ain't doing what you should be doing. But when did it become their responsibility to actually measure and monitor the work that they do as they get paid out of your pocket? And I don't care how tiny it is, boo, because I know that Lauren Hill well, that chick had to come up with $2.3 million, and I, you know, I like her music. And she sells her music all over the world, just as Michael did, who is not here anymore. And so he has control over his estate. 
and Prince and the company who had control over Prince's estate. Are we supposed to be fools? I think we are. As I got a visit from my internet service provider, and I've got to tell you, I have the greatest internet services that you can get in Clark County over here by Lake Mead. As we have LV.net. And, you know, I had to make a little concern. Um, concerned statement to the FCC, let's put it like that, because, you know, network management is truly real. In my podcast, this one was going off in five minutes and I was getting cut off, and I thought I just had a stalker out there, and I have to mention that I believe that I had a stalker because on all of the platforms that I was on, I was having problems, but I was having problems with the, uh, what do you call this, administrative network management, you know, like, I believe that I'm just so informative perhaps that you know but when somebody's kicking you in the ass I think sometimes you just need to stand up right it's unfortunate that George Floyd could not stand up and it's unfortunate that we have to hear the most unfortunate news of all is that everybody felt it was a symptom over use of force now I don't know why they're parading this man like this because as he knew he was guilty if he did it and quite frankly when a man is begging for his mama what kind of pleasure did that, you know, I would say the word, but, you know, what kind of pleasure did he get out of that? We all have to understand that we live in the sickest nation in the world where they would harvest the children who have no skills. And, you know, here in Clark County, where I'm understanding that they have so many kids in foster care, what the hell's going on here? That's what you need to ask yourself because... I mean, when you win some money, you're going to pay them taxes, boo, every bit of them. My mom had to cop up that money for the taxes because she won that money. And my son said, oh, she won 200 and something. I said, no, they cut that. They took it right in half if you take your money right on time. And then you have to give the federal government their share. So I know when Lauren Hill or Erica Bedeen or anybody that draw a crowd on the strip coming to Las Vegas, Stevie Wonder and he can work. But he also said this year that he's gonna retire after he has a surgery and he's going to go to Diana to take his entire family because he said he just doesn't see it happening here in America as as I gotta tell you, I wanna battle because you know, somebody got off my ass. And I didn't have to know that somebody was there. I just had to understand that somebody could turn on the camera in my house on my computer and say, oh, you need to get in there and clean up your house. And I said, are you serious? I'm outside. What do you see? I don't know, but apparently you see what I don't see. And because you do that, it is annoying to me. What's most annoying is I understand the federal dollars and the allocation of dollars that are coming into Clark County to support the number of children who who are living in poverty. And I heard from the, you know, commissioners on Cuban-centered funding. I heard the conversation, and they were going to, I'm willing to thoroughly underfund your children, black children, who are family, and had to go through almost seven meetings to talk about the risk, re-identifying at risk. Go, I mean, you know, they didn't say that shit. I'll tell you why they didn't say that they didn't record it. Because their conversation was totally unbelievable. 
So I would just have to come there and record, and then they filled up my computer, and my computer's still full, and I couldn't delete, and I couldn't. I said, oh, yeah, I got you, boo. I bought another piece of shit in there. Apple. Brand new Apple. MacBook Pro. And the bitch shut down the first time. Then I turned it on and was going to record. And I said, oh my goodness, how is it the administrative services or the network administrator? Contact my network administrator. Who the fuck is that? Can someone, you know, you know, direct me to the network administrator that's over my ass? And understand that I understand when they sent up someone from my internet service provider to hook a modem up outside my house that I wasn't going to tolerate that shit. I don't need no upgrades. We got a great signal. We live in a great spot to get unfeathered access to the internet. Got me? <laughs> and on the rainy days, we still get television. And it really doesn't matter because it's only, I mean, if, if my internet service went down, I know how to tether my goddamn phone to the goddamn device and still communicate. I'm 62, but I'm 62, and I've been kicked in the afternoon. I done went through breast cancer, and oh yeah, with no chemo, and no, you know, they denied me to have the right to have a second opinion, and then all of a sudden, I can look back at my records and say, they said I had a sense. Oh no, he said, see that dust? And I said, oh, I don't really see the dust, but he said, right there, right there, sparkles, and it looked looked like it really could have been dust on the lens, and I said, okay. And so they said, okay, it's in the upper left quadrant of your right breast. And I said, okay. So then we're going to take it all the way down to the nipple. I said, just be safe. I said, oh, no problem. Went through that surgery, almost hemorrhaged that night. Almost bled out simply because I hemorrhaged because I'm a bleeder. So I'm not trying to get in a situation like that anymore. Because, you know, after they did that one surgery, they didn't find anything. So I said, well, you know, I knew that they would have control over me, human being, and my choices if I didn't do the full mastectomy. I said, take the whole damn thing. So they took the right kidney, and it's gone. It's not, I didn't get a replacement, but it doesn't really matter. Who really cares? I don't need to nurse my children anymore. I'm done with that stage in my life. But they couldn't force me to have chemo or any aftercare because they didn't find it in my lymph nodes. And no, they didn't find it in the breast. And I don't know what they saw that day. But it must have been the opportunity. Because, you know, I'm going to tell you the importance of compliance. No, you don't want to be a target. And no, I don't want to be a target. But I'm just trying to understand. I've never been to anywhere where people didn't engage in the unfailed services of public education. How is it the Negroes only qualify for the behavior program? And then they don't want to tell you, you know, it's a violation of the law to not share with the community the number of children who are being incarcerated or suspended or whatever. That's how come they came with, they were so comfortable in giving you guys bullshit information. So they just delivered a 259% higher infraction rate than any other ethnic group. Negroes were dysfunctional. And I said, wow. 259% higher than any other ethnic group? I didn't get that. So I did a public request to try to figure out what was going on. And I said, well, can somebody just tell me what is happening in the harbor program? And everybody wants to tell me they disagree with me, the harbor's wonderful. Then I go to that little 
program that they did was uh, at the I took a, a video it's on my Facebook page you go back and look or it's on my YouTube page go back and look I recorded the whole day and uploaded the whole thing if you have patience to listen to all of the wonderful support that was given to the the attendees because they didn't get a piece of paper to write on and it really was just bullshit they could their I mean they treated those people who were just sitting and expelling your children hoping that they could see your children as humans that's what it was all about accepting so I'm saying I get you but I realized how unhuman I was when I filed the complaint and I understood that they felt that they didn't have to talk to me and they really don't just like I can participate in the groups and listen and share my thoughts but I don't have to be a member of the group because the only member of the group that I have to be a member of and that is the living group and I'm living every day and so and therefore if I have an opinion on something I share my opinion and it was radical to hear that we can't get the, the information and they feel that they just don't have to meet with the Levosky group the Nevada uh, group of black educators whatever it was I don't, I don't get the whole thing but I knew I wasn't going to pay my money because I'm living on a limited budget and I pay for all this other stuff that I'm sharing with you so anyways just let me tell you I wrote my complaint against the state of Nevada and also against Clark County and they accepted my complaint but then the chick wanted to tell me about she already took two of my complaints what is it more than I'm looking for I said boo I'm just trying to understand what's going on here and so I stopped talking to her, Tina Lopez, whatever her name was, but I shared it on my share drive, on my Google Drive, because I did share that out, but I just want to tell you, I mean, it's the history, right, that makes a difference, so I started communicating with IDEA.gov, you know, and the special education people on the East Coast, because everybody has access today, and it's the most wonderful thing, that I can look at the legislation, understand where it violated the human rights and then choose to share that and ask what the hell is going on in Las Vegas, Nevada. And you know what? Nobody can tell me anything. So however they did share a chick's name with me, I didn't bother to contact her because I'm sure I was going to be talking over her level. And that was what people would tell me. I was talking about their level and I understand it because freedom ain't never been free. And consequences are so real. And it's unfortunate that, you know, we the people are the people who are responsible to ensure that equity and access and children are made whole and have the ability to benefit in life. And this is America. And why should an immigrant child come here across the border when you're born here and you can't make any progress? Because they've decided what you'd be entitled to and what you ain't entitled to. And I think that they kind of think that the plantation is still this. And I believe that I believe that they think that they know. But I mean, y'all had to understand and be paying attention locally. Because I believe that there are a couple of boys that were involved in the raid on the Capitol. And if where there are a few, there are many. So the concept of them understanding the power that they have in the governor's office and legislatively to transition the money that perhaps your child is generating for the state of Nevada and eliminate your child to have any access to any of that goddamn money initially because they encourage you to wait until you're seven years old to begin 
public education. And some people think that that's a benefit because they don't have to be bothered with the white folks in K-7. But the torment is, after 7, you ain't nothing but... And it's just dysfunctional. And they can't provide you any educational services at all because you can't transition from task to task. And who, I'm telling you, education is more than transitioning to task. It's actually understanding the task and actually have an opportunity to learn the task and benefit, you know what I'm saying? But I just need to understand where is the benefit in the harbor? Because it's here, you get to a certain age and age out, then you just, you know, you still want the same thing and you can't get it because freedom ain't never been free. You got to give something to get something. And that's like when we have all this prostitution and shit going on because quite frankly, people need basic services. They have to have hope. And ain't no hope here, not when the plantation is running strong. <laughs> and I don't have a problem talking about the plantation because I moved off the plantation a long time ago after the mastectomy. I knew I was real because they were radiating me in my own house. I was having waking up every morning, and I'm not crazy, 5.30, 4.30 on the dot every effing morning. Of course, at that time, I was getting acupuncture. I had to cut off my cables and rip that shit off my house so that they didn't have the ability to radiate and turn up the signal higher in my house to affect me humanly. Oh, hell no. Y'all just don't get it. They've been doing this shit for a long time and they feel so effing arrogant and it is an arrogant kind of thing that you really don't know that digital transmission means two ways. But hell, if you can watch your TV with your grandbabies or your family or your honey boo, Sling is giving you the opportunity. Last <laughs> time that shit was funny. How many people do you really need in the room? And how inappropriate might you be in front of the television? I really don't know because I can't go there. Because I know I, I lived this life already. And 62 is real. And sometimes television is not for watching, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Everybody lives life. Come on, we all have lived here. I have a concern though when people, and, and I'm so happy that COVID hit. It was the black people's blessing. Cause I'm gonna tell you why. Black people were blessed simply because they got to wake up. Now, they can understand that you are really standing on the backs of their children in Clark County. And hell, we don't have a Moulin Rouge or a court or a cotton club or any other thing. Motown ain't here no more. And we just need to understand, as long as you want to parade on the backs of black people, my black people come home. Because we need to find a way to stand together to save the baby. And I don't care how much money you make, boo. It's not about that. As you can see, Kobe, not here anymore. And he left those babies. And the pathway forward is not money, as you can see, when George Floyd was led to his death. And we have to discuss was that murder or was that memory? I really don't know. And because this is in my mind and my son says, I don't give anybody time to have a conversation in which everybody complains about the same thing. Well, this book is going down in digital form. And you get to understand what I went through in my life. And you get to understand the challenges that we live under right now in 2021. So, with this money for the learning loss and the inability to find so many children. I think they were like 60,000 short for a minute there. 
How many children were they black? And then how many children? And what are they doing with their children out there in juvenile hall? Somebody please just help me understand they were, they settled a case about abuse out there. But the black community never communicated about what was really going on. And I'm just so confused. But I'm about the end of my show and I'm going to tell you, I've enjoyed my day and you enjoy yours. So until we meet again, this is Darlene Anderson. Like, subscribe, and follow me. I'm on Anchor. I'm on YouTube. I'm on a couple other places, but you will find me out there. Wake up in 2021. E unum out of many, there are one. And out of one, there are none. So wake up in 2021. Thank you.